Hey there, Story Fiends, and welcome to episode 16 of There's Stories Everywhere with Elydria Hurt. This week's episode features a short story from my objects collection called The Jacket. Another departure from my more macabre features, this one has a good old-fashioned angelic encounter. Before we dive into the story, though, a word. Welcome back to episode 16 of There's Stories Everywhere. Let's dive into The Jacket. The Jacket by Elydria Hurt On a sunny but still nippy spring afternoon, Joanne sat down to lunch and was struck by a man who sat down with her, so much so she offered him some of her tea. "'Well, thank you very much, ma'am,' he said after he drank his little cup of tea and handed her back the the cap to her thermos. "'You really are quite a kind soul. Might I ask you another small favor?' "'If you tell me what it is, maybe I can.' Joanne had been taught to ask before agreeing to anything. After all, if she didn't, she might end up having to back out, and how would that look? May I have your jacket? Joanne's jacket was a beat-up denim thing too big for her and faded with wear at the elbows, a relic of the good old days when she and Mark had been happy. I've got a charge who's going to need an assist, and your jacket is absolutely perfect. Joanne looked at him for a moment after his request, her eyes wide. How could her jacket help anyone? It was such a simple thing, and it wouldn't hurt her. Mark had worn the jacket for a few years, but it became hers after she patched the holes when he was going to throw it out. A half dozen small repairs and ten years of marriage later, it was her jacket. Her jacket she was about to give away on faith that it might do someone else some good. Getting up off the bench, she slipped her jacket off and handed it to the older man. The smile on his face brightened. Thank you so much, Miss Joanne. You give up this jacket and all its burdens. There's a new life for it and you coming. Getting up, he tipped his hat, her jacket under his arm, and just as he turned to walk away, For a single, dazzling moment, Joanne saw his wings, white and glorious in the sunshine, and then they, he and her jacket, were gone. That night, Joanne and Cynthia sat down to dinner at Tony's, where most of the light came from votive candles in little crackled glass holders, a place made up of islands of light and seas of shadow between them. Cynthia ordered the spinach ravioli and her eyebrow went up when Joanne didn't order the chicken marsala. Joanne ordered the chicken marsala so often she could tell when Tony's hired a new chef. Okay, now I'm worried. Cynthia stared at her best friend. What gives? You call me up for dinner in the middle of the work week. Your favorite jacket is nowhere in sight, and now you're ordering something just because the waiter recommended it the entering the twilight zone tone of disbelief wasn't every single word 
John smiled and sipped from her water glass, then said, I met an angel today. Cynthia's eyebrows went up together. No one spoke of angels anymore, except religious fanatics and those who thought they had had near-death experiences. Angels were not a topic for aging divorcees, with barely enough alimony to live on, and only the homemaking skills garnered from years of Betty Crocker and better homes and gardens. The pause in conversation grew as Cynthia struggled to find the right words. You're joking, was the best she could do. Cynthia assumed her good friend and college roomie was having a laugh at her expense. No, Joanne said. I met him in the park at lunch. He came and sat down next to me on the bench. A nice older man with a bit of stubble on his chin and an old fedora pulled down on his head. There was a feather in it. His hat band, I mean. So you met a guy, Cynthia said. No, I met an angel, Joanne insisted. He sat down next to me looking slightly rumpled and sad, so I offered him some of my tea. He had such a lovely smile. So you're going to tell me that you gave some crazy in the park your jacket because he asked you for it. Cynthia covered her face with her hands and shook her head in negation of what she was hearing. I told you, he was an angel. I heard you. Joanne had slipped off the tracks in Cynthia's mind. To be expected, really? Having her whole life turned upside down could do that. But after a year, wasn't she supposed to be recovering? But Joe, how could you know? I saw his wings as he walked away, said Joanne. Cynthia chose not to burst her friend's bubble and was glad when the conversation turned to crochet. Yet every time she looked at Joanne's plate, not chicken marsala, Cynthia was reminded of the whole wide left-hand turn the day had taken. They ate quietly, a few comments, all about the food. Was the flesh of the t fish too tough or the greens overcooked? The sort of placid, simple restaurant conversation. Dinner over and paid for. The pair exited Tony's. Standing out on the sidewalk saying their goodbyes, a young woman bumped into Cynthia, causing her to look more closely as excuse me's and I'm sorry's were exchanged. The young woman wore Joanne's jacket, and she wasn't alone. Its size was sheltering a baby from the night air. The young woman hurried on down the street toward the crosswalk. Cynthia watched her go. But Joanne was looking at something ahead of the girl. The angel stood at the corner in his beat-up coat and fedora with the feather in the band. Once again, he tipped his hat to Joanne as the young woman joined him to cross the street. Cynthia caught sight of him just as he turned to go across. Was that? Cynthia asked. Yes, it was, Joanne replied. Maybe angels weren't so far-fetched. The end. Small Dragon Publishing presents Aledria Hurt. Have you tried out the flights of Nier? 
Mir, an angelus thief of questionable origins, goes on adventures through a steampunk world in the flights of Nier. Get the first two volumes of the series for 99 cents each, but only for a limited time, wherever ebooks are sold. Well, what did you think? The Jacket came to me as one of those stories I really just wanted to try my hand at. Angels and soft-spoken divorcees are not my usual fodder, but this one practically flew off my fingertips. That's not to say it went without some fixing. The original version of this short story was vastly different from the piece I would eventually put into my short story collection. However, the major components would remain the same. A mature but down-on-her-luck woman and an angel. Knowing her husband Mark left her behind and she was clinging to the edifice of a lost time by holding on to the jacket makes the whole thing more poignant. Now, per the usual, if you're interested in connecting with me, you can find me on the interwebs at aledriahurt.com, on Twitter at Our Lady of Ashes, or through Patreon with www.patreon.com slash aledriahurt. Wherever you are and however you listen, don't forget to also subscribe. Allie out, story fiends! <laughs>